0: Breathing, it's, it's it's for us to go farther. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. It's, I'm not saying I'm gonna rule the world or I'm gonna change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the the brain that will change the world. So many ills in the world, we need a safe space. Emotions just rising, try not to hide them. We need a safe space. We want to vent, but we can't. We need a safe space. Living real with Jigga J, bringing that safe space, Same. feeling all type of emotions, held hostage, I can't get them out, nah. nowadays things get personal, while we can't just work them out, from mental health to a bottle, damn. from a bottle to a model, damn, damn the addiction is real, since we've been on full throttle, men I know we need to talk, yeah. I know we tired of the silence, Jeez. women I know you need love, but gotta start compromising, mm. Meet each other in the middle but no middle man like Malcolm Need to improve Air our issues But we need a safe space So many ills in the world We need a safe space Emotions just rise and Try not to hide them We need a safe space We want to vent but we can't We need a safe space Keeping it real with Jigga J Bringing that safe space
1: What's good, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of the Safe Space Podcast with your host, JT. Today, I have a good guest with me today. Um, Somebody I haven't seen in a while, obviously, since I haven't been in Fargo in over two years now. But I'm so happy to be back. She's one of the reasons why I'm very happy to be back. Very good friend, the beautiful, the bubbly, the insightful. Greta, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
1: Yes, absolutely. You just mentioned before we recorded, you've never been on a podcast. So, this is uh, a nice little icebreaker for you, huh?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, this is all new territory for me. So, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I'll just give you the uh, the rundown on how easy uh, it is to basically run a podcast, but the ins and outs of it, it's kind of, it takes some time, you Mm -hmm. know, like recording, getting people on, um, finding out what to even kind of put as the caption and then kind of seeing if you get some good reception from people so it's a lot that comes with running a podcast but the podcast like doing it itself is actually the fun part yeah. Doing this is super duper fun um so uh before we start you came from working out what was your workout for today
2: yeah so I did legs today um I went I have a member at a couple different gyms but I went to like a the basic, you go in, you do your workout and then you, you leave. It's not a CrossFit gym. And so I hit legs today Mm -hmm. and I would say halfway through, I ended up talking to a friend for about 40 minutes. So that tends to
1: happen. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely
2: wasn't like I was there for two hours working out super hard. Um, I would say only about an hour, but of course I tend to just to chat with yeah. everyone, but it was really good. Yeah.
1: Honestly, that happens even at a CrossFit gym. And, and I know as a coach, I've seen it and it can get pretty like agitating. Like yeah. you're like, okay, y'all need to pay attention. I'm trying to like, I'm already nervous up here. It's just in case I don't want to mess up, mm-hmm. like explaining a movement or something. Yeah, And now y'all talking over me. I yeah. can't really get what I want to say out.
2: Well, and it's funny because um I love CrossFit. And one of the things with grad school was, I always talk there and I always spend more time than one really should at CrossFit, um, if that's a thing or not. But I got a membership at another gym just so I could spend less time at the gym Mm -hmm. and not talk, you know, get in, get out, um, just with my busy schedule. And oddly enough, that really never changed the dynamic of talking. (laughs) No, Um, maybe sometimes, but I think that's just something with what you choose to spend your time on. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm always the person who, if someone wants to talk to me, I'm not going to tell them no or like, no, I'm, I'm working out. I can't, I can't talk to you right Mm -hmm. now. So that's just something that I've kind of learned and going at certain times. So I'm, the gym is less distracting, you could say, but.
1: Yeah, I get that. Uh, I tried the, the commercial gym life. And I think one thing about, crossfit that helped me not only like like it but stay in it was the fact that everything is programmed for you Mm -hmm. and you also have a coach there that kind of just gives you instructions on what to do how to do it Mm -hmm. how well to do it right Uh, and when I would go to a commercial gym I felt stagnant especially if I'm there and I don't know what I'm doing I'm just kind of like I don't even need to be here for real. Let me just get on the treadmill for 10 minutes, break a sweat and leave. Uh And I didn't, I don't think the membership was worth anything at that point, but that's one thing I loved about CrossFit, but we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Um, For the theme of the show, I usually, when I let guests on, I'll kind of let them take the floor for a little bit. Okay. So kind of introduce yourself to the listeners. Like who, who is Greta? Who are you?
2: Well, my name is Greta. If you haven't <laughs> figured that out already, um, I grew up around the Fargo Moorhead area, and honestly, throughout I would say my twenties, it's been a very it's been a, a journey that I never saw coming, but very thankful for everything that has happened. Um, I graduated college in eighteen and had no idea what I wanted to do as like everyone who graduates college. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a degree in business admin and human resources and did an HR job for a while. And it just wasn't as fulfilling as I would have liked or hoped. Um, And through knowing different people and just kind of like God moments, I actually chose to go back to school for occupational therapy. So I'm currently... Thankfully, I have one semester left of grad school. Let's it has go, been a long three years.
1: You are better than most people going to school for that long.
2: <laughs> and I and I was the one who finished my undergrad in three years because I, I hated college and I I so was you, the like, one. you
1: know what? I hated so much. I'm gonna lean into it and get it over with. Yeah. Okay. That makes. I sense. was
2: I was the person who I knew I was going to be stressed. So why not I like be stressed just a little bit more and yeah. then get yeah, done yeah. faster. So I'm definitely the one who I never thought I'd go back to mm-hmm. college. Um, here we are. And here, <laughs> here I am. I'm, I have one semester left my capstone project, which I'm super excited about. And then, yeah, I graduate in April and I will have my doctor in occupational therapy. So Damn. you can call me Dr. Oh,
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but I'm super excited because that's something that I'm very passionate about. Um, and with all my my journey the last 10 years it kind of led up to that with dealing with personal things and finding the gym and becoming healthy i've been able to use that with my occupational therapy Uh so it's kind of all been like one big circle but yeah i'm just a small town midwest girl who has no idea what she's doing right now and is 27 and still in college but that's okay you
1: are not alone I'm 31 and I still don't really know what I want to do outside of this. Like mm-hmm. just finding a way to help other people, uh, put myself in situations to help other people. But other than that, I'm just still trying to find my way. I feel mm-hmm. like we're just all just confused as to what to do next with our lives.
2: Yeah. No one ever, no one ever prepared you for adulthood. No. They, I honestly thought after college, it was going to be super easy and it has been the opposite.
1: The thing is we, we, scratched and clawed to be adults when we were younger mm-hmm. and now that we're here we are like nope i want to be a kid again yep. yeah I, I don't know what i was thinking but if it's I'm, too late now. no
2: seriously i'm the same way <laughs> if i could go back to middle school i 100 man
1: with the quickness with the quickness mm-hmm. um so how did you end up in fargo from where you're from originally
2: mm-hmm. so i'm originally from kindred and it's like 30 minutes south of fargo but I went to Wisconsin for my first year of college Uh and met a really good friend who actually brought me to Medora, North Dakota. If you guys haven't been there, it's on the western side. It's about 30 minutes from Montana, and it's more like the uh, tourist area of North Dakota. And I fell in love with that area, so I actually transferred schools to Dickinson, which is really close to my door. It's about 30 minutes. Uh So I finished school up there. And, you know, after college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was debating on if I should join the Peace Corps or move somewhere completely different. So I ended up moving back home to kindred with my parents for a year. Okay, Um, And that's where I had gotten my HR job in this area and then I joined CrossFit 701. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Cause I had some high school friends who were a part of the gym and I had just briefly got into CrossFit and in Dickinson. And that's kind of where like my whole fitness journey started was in Dickinson when I went to Anytime Fitness. Um, so yeah, I moved back home to Kindred for a year. I told myself I was gonna stay for a year figure out what I was going to do. And I have not left Fargo.
1: And you just do, is this where you want to be? Like, is, is Fargo, you think the end um, all be all, but you kind of like do your traveling?
2: Yeah. I honestly have no idea. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm open to all possibilities. I love the Midwest just mm-hmm. for the values, especially hopefully one day I'll be able to raise a family. Um, but I'm, I'm really open right now. Cause I don't have anything holding me back. Um, with my degree, I, my hopes, um, in the future is working for a year and then joining the army. Oh, yeah. Um, which is like crazy for me to even like think that I would be in the army looking back from like high school Greta to now. Um, but I would do, I would be an OT for the army. So I would basically be working at one of their hospitals. Okay. Um, I explain it as like a travel nurse. Okay, yep. Um, but I would still get all the benefits and like student loan forgiveness with working with the Army. Mm. And the the areas that they do focus with OT is something that I'm very passionate about with like the balanced life and functional fitness as well as the mental health and um, the recovery with different injuries so.
1: Was that when you went back to school to get your doctorates, was that the ultimate goal to go to the army or was this kind of like something you kind of figured out as you were doing the schooling? You were like, oh, wait, I could use this to do this. Mm-hmm. Was it kind of like that?
2: Um, It was a little bit. I knew I wanted to do something along those lines, yeah. but I didn't know how that would look or what I actually Loved to like what area I really wanted to focus on with OT uh-huh. just because you, you can do almost anything in OT. You can work with any age group. Um, I explain OT as we help individuals complete their daily activities um, to their fullest. So whether it's they want to play basketball or they want to learn how to have correct handwriting when they're about to join school or when they're, older and they're in nursing homes and how they want to, um, function to the best their abilities. We cover that whole lifespan and the wellness area and OT is what I'm really passionate about Mm. because I feel like there's just so much there and that you can do as a therapist, but also as an individual teaching others, just a healthy, balanced way to live so with the army, they started more of like a holistic side of, of, um, health. So that's what I'm passionate about. So it's not just like suck it up, like yeah. get through it. They're now looking at like the mental health side of things, the spiritual side, mm. functional fitness. Um, they're finally kind of gaining attraction with, so a lot of like CrossFit related movements and teachings, um, they're starting just because when you join the army when you're younger, they don't teach you how to <coughs> work out properly. They just say you get an hour a day, yeah. you work out. You know, just and go do
1: something. Yeah, basically. go do something, mm. and then
2: so they end up trying to lift a lot of weight, and they get hurt, and um, they're realizing that they're losing a lot of money because of that. Right. So it's like, how can they have healthy individuals, but also make it so it's not just like a one-and-done thing that they can use it throughout their whole career.
1: It's almost like a... It's not like trying to waste their time, in a sense. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. They're like,
2: what's the best thing that we can do right here, right now, for our soldiers in order for them to perform their best on the the line?
1: That's dope. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm happy that you uh, you brought that up because I didn't know that, that you were even thinking about doing this.
2: Yeah, it's something... I mean, when I tell people, they're like, what? And I was like, (laughs) I know, trust me. Like, I, like, that's not something that I would have thought about before, but different areas of OT that I've looked at, that's something that I'm really passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I've been kind of doing that now, just not with the population of um, military. It's more of the population with individuals with disabilities, but more focused on the functional fitness side of things. That's pretty
1: dope, Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, Do you kind of know the ins and outs of like the job itself? Like would you do the job at a certain place? Like would it require a lot of traveling? Are you going to be home?
2: Um, It's there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I would have to move. And depending on what area they stick me in, um, is really depending on where I end up. There's about six or seven major hospitals in mm-hmm. the U.S. that they that would be potential areas of where I would work. Um, but it's mainly like based at the hospital or where I'm at. So it's I kind of have an idea of the different states that I would be at. Right. Um, but it's pretty much up to the government where they would they would send me at any moment
1: it's all sporadic it's Mm kind of like on the go but you like you know what you're doing but it's just the scenery changes yeah and it's
2: yeah and it's not like you know move here for two months and then move Mm -hmm. the next place it's um they're like longer term stays but you kind of make your way up the chain too Mm -hmm. with that and with the degree that I have it's a little different it's not starting in as like going to basic I'd be going in as a um, I think it would be a captain. So leadership role just because of with the degree. So it's a little different of how I would start out in the army, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of benefits that they have to offer for me and that I can also offer them just with my background.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. All right. Yeah. Hitting, hitting hard today, huh? (laughs) Got some good stuff with y'all. So kind of to go back to your upbringing a little, Mm -hmm. you are number three of four girls. Yes. What was the, what was uh, living at home like with four, being the middle child of four girls in the house? How, how was your dad?
2: Honestly, my dad is a saint. I, I don't know how he did it, but he is the most patient man I've ever met. Yeah. Um, I like, he was, he was, he was born to raise girls. Like that was his, like, he was meant to raise girls and he did such a good job with us. Um, that I don't, we always wanted a brother. That was a thing. Mm. Like we wanted my parents to adopt a boy just so we could have a brother. Um, but I like, my parents were definitely meant to raise four girls and like now looking back. I also don't know how they did it. But, and
1: <laughs> Even as an adult, you like, as I an, still don't know. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I don't even know if they know exactly how they did it, but it just worked with our dynamic, yeah. and it's definitely grown. I would say growing up, if I wanted to wear a T-shirt that my sister had, like it wasn't a kind-sharing experience. Um, you know, sisters, like, we're going to keep our, our things, and we don't like to share, mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. You know all of that stuff, and as we got older, once we all kind of hit college, we all got really close, okay. and we're still really close to this day, even though we're all in different states. I see them often, and they're my best friends. That's good. Yeah,
1: that's good. It's good to kind of have like, I mean, you, I could I even call it rocky? Like, it's as kids, you just kind of be kids. So mm-hmm. if you have those bickering days or those times where you just don't like your sibling is that yeah. really like you not liking your sibling or is that just a day where y'all being kids?
0: Yeah. And then
1: you bring that to adulthood. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, now we're gelling way better because we can communicate better. Mm-hmm. Um, we can kind of relate a little bit more on what's going on in our lives. Like, you know, going through from job to job or dating scene or whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. You can relate a lot more. Yeah. I know it's
2: it's definitely like that kid, like not getting along, but because it was a house full of girls, like we never were physically, like we never fought or yeah. we never like wrestled. Um, it was just our choices of words that we yeah, yeah, yeah. would choose to use. Well, may be My mom, deep <laughs> <with the words.
1: laughs> oh gosh, yeah. They're,
2: honestly, it's worse than wrestling. Some of the things. It that,
1: probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like guys, we could get over it a little easier. Mm-hmm. If like with your sibling or you you're a person that you would deem your best friend or brother. And y'all have like a fist fight or y'all wrestle and it's kind of like, you know what? You got it. It's over. The women that hit some, hit you with something, you like, wow, that, that still hurts a week uh-huh. later. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, that's definitely. But it was, I had a really good childhood and I thank my parents for that and my sisters. And not a lot of families can say that they're as close as we are mm-hmm. now as adults. Um, just they're my biggest role models and my best friends.
1: And you love to hear it. That's Mm -hmm. how you want it to be, especially with your siblings. Uh, You just don't want any friction as adults. And I know quite a few people that were okay with their siblings growing up, and then Mm -hmm. they got adults, and they are just growing apart. They barely even talk to them. Or when they do, it's just something up. And I just, well, first of all, I can't relate. But I also just kind of feel bad. Like, Mm -hmm. those are the people you're supposed to be close to. And you're supposed to be able to come to if things are going kind of off and you just don't want to bring it to your parents. You're like, I'll talk to my sister. Let me talk to my brother. Mm-hmm. So just good. I'm happy that you have that that dynamic with your sisters, especially as an adult, as yeah. adults. Um, and sometimes, you know, life could get away from people, but yeah. you're still finding time to come back to each other. That's oh, good. Oh, gosh, yeah, no, I'm,
2: I'm very thankful for the my sister's.
1: So, me and you, we met at CrossFit 701. I think mm-hmm. we actually started around the same time, or did you start a year before?
2: We were, I think, honestly, it was, like, within, like, a week or so of each it, other. Okay, it, was so, very, okay.
1: it was very, I it very
2: close to when you might have started, like, a week earlier than me.
1: So, I know that you had a, like, a bit of a fitness journey prior mm-hmm. to coming to CrossFit. Yeah. So, you were a certain size that you mm. may not have liked. Mm. And then you got yourself to a, a better size and mm-hmm. then you joined CrossFit and now you're like,
0: boom, mm-hmm.
1: now like, yeah. you're really like filling yourself now. So yeah. how did you get from that point all the way to where you are at this? Like, what was the journey like for you mm-hmm. mentally, physically? What was that like?
2: Um, Honestly, it was something that, I had to learn, but also I had to want it myself. Because growing up, I was always overweight, uh-huh. even at a really young age, and I also grew super fast. I was five nine in fifth grade. Yeah, and I'm only five ten, so I like I grew an inch after fifth grade, but I grew very fast, and um. Being a woman, I I didn't know much about hormones, but as I got older and I realized I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, which isn't super huge, but also it does affect hormones, your levels, which makes your insulin resistance different than others. Cause I always struggled with my weight and I, I never knew why, because sometimes I would eat way less than my friends. And I would always be gaining weight where they wouldn't. So I always I always thought it was something that I did, but I learned how to adjust to my body uh-huh. and doing activities that I enjoyed. So then I like kept with it. But yeah, no, I, I feel like I started, it was like 20 or 21 when I was, it was back when I was in Dickinson and I started going to Anytime Fitness and I didn't really know what to do at the gym. Yeah. I was very, like, shy, so I got a personal trainer. His name's Sean, and we're still really good friends yeah. to this day. And he kind of taught me the ropes, and I just kind of, like, went with it. I knew that I wanted to make a change, and I started to lose weight and gain muscle. And then he he and I, like, came to an agreement that it's kind of my, my time to branch out and do things on my own and figure out what I like. And that's when I started CrossFit and Dickinson for a short period before I had moved to Fargo. And I just, I fell in love with it just because it was more of like the social, like they keep you accountable for uh-huh. your, for your fitness. And that's something that I needed, especially at the time. So then in Fargo, I started, but I, over so from like age 21 to 27, I've lost over a hundred pounds.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. damn.
2: Yeah. All natural. I didn't, didn't have anything done and I did it the right way.
1: That which... was, that was a slight flex by the way. <laughs> yeah, <like laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Like, oh, I've lost <laughs> hey, this but
1: it's all me. <laughs> yeah. One, one zero zero all me. Yeah, Stop all, playing all with it. Tiers, all the
2: tears, all the tears and I wouldn't change it for the world because now I'm, I'm healthier and in a better place than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. And I just, I feel better. I like, I physically feel better than I ever did. Um, Like my weight right now, I, I weigh less than I did in fifth grade.
1: Damn. Mm
2: -hmm. Which is wild to me.
1: And I imagine now that you're at this point, it's way easier to maintain because Mm -hmm. at least you, you know how to get to this point. And now that you kind of got a really good grasp of, losing the weight mm-hmm. it seems like it's inevitable to kind of figure out and maintain how to maintain the weight
2: right and I, I say I did it the right way because it was a slow process it wasn't fast at all yeah um maybe the first like 20 pounds were a lot easier I'd maybe be able to lose like 10 pounds a month mm-hmm. but even at that rate for a lot of people it that would have been slow, but for me, that was like, holy crap. Like,
1: no way. (laughs) This is great. That's crazy. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, but it's like, it's been six years. So it's, it's been a, a slow progression. And there have been times where I've gone back up, um, not to the weight that I was at, but maybe like 10 or 15 pounds just with life and different hormone effects. But being able to not get discouraged by that is huge because I do see a lot of people who will lose the weight really fast and then they go right back because they haven't learned the tools that they need to keep it off. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, now I've, it took six years, but I I know my body to where I know what it needs when it needs. I know that I can't stress out too much about it. Um, Like what workout, are best for my body. Um,
1: how to do, say, how how to, workouts. Yeah.
2: So. Like, how to deadlift with proper form yeah. is huge. Um, and it, with any form and with any lift. But the biggest thing that I think had, has helped me within the past two years was I was kind of at a plateau. And even now, like, I'm, like, 25, 35 pounds lighter than I was when I started CrossFit Yeah, um, back then. And it was... I stopped worrying about what I ate, which is right. wild to say. And
1: people think, I mean, granted, yes, food is extremely important when you wanna lose weight, when mm-hmm. you wanna maintain weight, when you wanna gain weight, but the constant worry about mm-hmm. it, it'll either put you too far below or too far above what right. you actually wanna be.
2: Right, and I mean, I being a heavier child my whole life I always worried about food like Mm. I never like allowed myself to not and so I didn't know any different and like looking at my body and you know trying to keep it as stress-free as possible especially during grad school like it's difficult and I one day I just said Basically like whatever. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna have a burger, I'm gonna have a it. Burger. Is what like, it
1: is. I'm gonna be working out and right. walking around and doing yeah. my thing anyway. Let me enjoy it. No one this.
2: should have to worry about that. And right. actually allowing myself to not worry about what I eat and enjoying it, I've actually that's when I like saw that that extra weight come off. And it's not that I'm eating differently. I'm honestly I am probably eating less because when I had the mentality of well, I can only have like a piece of chocolate. Yeah. It was like a life or death where if I had it, I just like, I ruined the whole day.
1: Oh, My yeah, whole yeah, eating okay, pattern yeah, yeah. is off. And mm-hmm. then I would
2: eat more. Like, you know what? I, like, I
1: already messed it up. Let me just go exactly. ahead and dive into it.
2: Right. Because it was either, it was like all or nothing mm-hmm. where now it's like, if I want to have chocolate, I'm going to have chocolate. Like I don't care. And then I actually end up eating less chocolate than I would have yeah. having that mentality.
1: That's how I would with pop. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's kind of like a running joke with myself. Like, I don't drink a lot of pop. But if I do, I end up, like, I just tell myself, like, yeah, I'm going to have a pop. But I end up eat, drinking only, like, two gulps. And mm-hmm. then I don't finish it. Mm-hmm. And it does nothing at all but just give me a taste. But instead of worrying about if I should drink or not, I'm just like, yeah, I have a drink. And then I don't even drink that much anyways. So I, I yeah. understand.
2: It's crazy how the brain works, but... After actually, like, studying a lot of that in mental health, it's, like, very similar to addiction where they're like, I can't have this, and then it spirals, and then that's all they think about is what they can't have instead of what they can have.
1: And, but I guess the only difference with that is just what they're addicted to. Right. So like, yeah, having a little bit of heroin ain't good.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, yeah def- definitely not suggesting that at all. Um, we're, we're
1: not going to get a taste of that. I don't know if you should do that. Yeah. No, but yeah, what you're saying is completely true and completely understandable. I, I get that 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it about outside of just the the CrossFit community being like welcoming and... um. Little more structured than a commercial gym what else about it that kind of drew you in but kept you
2: um it was 100 the people at the gym yeah um socially they're all like my best friends still now mm-hmm. and the thing i like about crossfit is it's a wide variety of ages and people and their dynamics um if you like wouldn't go to a class with with so-and-so you probably wouldn't meet them on in your day-to-day or if you didn't work with them, Mm. you wouldn't know them. And they're some of the most supportive, funny as hell people that you will ever meet. (laughs) And somehow the dynamic just works and they'll keep you accountable. And they all, we all have this outlook of not necessarily like, Oh, we have to go to the gym, like healthy living, but they have, that good support system where there are people you want to be around because they're, they have good intentions. They understand how important the gym is Mm -hmm. and how we all need it. Maybe in different ways. Some people use it as therapy and some people use it as their social hour, but they all understand that. And to be able to have that as your friends, I think that's so valuable because you kind of end up, you hang out with people and then you kind of become that person. Yeah. Um, I can, like, even say firsthand, there's people that I've hung out in my past that, you know, weren't necessarily the best influences. Mm -hmm. And I slowly saw myself doing those things. Whereas the friends that I've met through CrossFit, they – as much as we love to go hard at the gym, yeah. you know, you go hard in life too, but they all have really good intentions to yeah. where they kind of keep everyone in line.
1: It's not just about the going hard part. It's right. about like everyone is together in doing their best, like mm-hmm. their best. Not yeah. I'm not trying to do your best. We're right. not trying to do my best. We're doing good for what we can do. Mm-hmm. And that part, especially the CrossFit community, there's people next to you that See you doing your best, and want mm-hmm. you to continue exactly. doing that. And it's unapologetic. It's nobody yeah. in there. It doesn't ever feel fake, too. Mm-mm. It always feels genuine.
2: Yeah, no, that it's I've, even
1: for a random. Like I'll be at competitions, <laughs> and I'm doing something, and I'm just just coughing up a lung because I can't breathe through the workout. And it'd be somebody I've never seen in a day in my life. Just you could do it. Get up, like. Mm-hmm. You don't know me, but you're acting it, like a fan. Like yeah, that's that's amazing.
2: It's very supportive because everyone is doing the same thing, yep. and everyone knows the pain that they're going through, mm-hmm. even if it looks a little different. If it's modified for for
1: yeah. every athlete, scaled RX mm-hmm. RX plus like CrossFit Games athlete, like from top to bottom, right support is mm-hmm. full fledged, yeah, pedal to the floor. So. Yeah, I can see that. I agree 100%. I get it because that's probably the reason why I continue doing it. I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. working out is a bit of therapy. And, of course, I got a kid. I want to stay alive and have some reason to stay healthy for her sake. But it's a lot of times where I wouldn't go to the gym if a certain person Mm -hmm. or certain people weren't going to the class or – if the wasn't like a certain coach or something, it's like, okay, I know this workout's about to suck, but Greta's going to be there. So I'll be yeah. right. It's cool. It's you definitely
2: know. like that support where if you're gone for a week, you're going to get a text of saying, where are What's you? Why up? haven't you been at the gym? Because your name's not on the board. Yeah.
1: yeah, Dude, I show up to a, a workout. And if I didn't reserve the class, people are, like, blowing my lineup. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, I guess you are coming to class today. You yeah. didn't reserve. And I was like, yeah, I forgot. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll make sure because I <laughs> thought you weren't coming. Yeah. So it's funny. It, it's funny like that, but amazing community. Amazing. Um. Prior to the episode, we um, – I kind of briefly brought up, like, how – you know, I use this platform to really help people, uh, give them an opportunity to talk about whatever they got going on in their life and kind of hearing them out, but also saying my two cents if it's necessary. Um, but, you know, to say that, I know that when we talk from time to time, it's usually about your dating life.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, if it's not the gym or just general, general things, mm-hmm. it's about like what dude is just not being the greatest at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, what What's kind of your pros and cons of today's dating world? Because obviously I'm not in the dating world, but I, mm-hmm. I see TikToks all over. I see things on uh, Twitter, Instagram, about how it's hell out there for yeah. single people. And it's just, you don't know what to believe in or what to believe in. You just don't know. And I kind of want to hear like your perspective of it. You being a single person in that world.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, so I got out of technically it was like a little over a year, but I would say like a two year relationship Mm -hmm. the past couple of months. I think it was like three or four and it was really toxic. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're in that situation, you don't see as much until you're out of it. And there was a lot of like narcissism on the other hand. Um, from the individual, but dating is like, I, I hate it. Mm-hmm. It's like, not my, it's not my thing. Some people love to go on the dating apps and meet new people. And I feel like I'm at that age and I'm only 27. I'm 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 still young, but I feel like I'm at that age where I just, I don't care about the little things. Now I'm more worried about, do they have kids? Do they have a good Like a job? Mm. Are they motivated in life? Yeah. Like now I kind of have that view of like, what do you want? Because I'm at that point in my life where I don't want to waste my time.
1: You know what you want. You're pretty 10 toes down on what you're expecting. Right. I need that back, basically. Because I don't
2: want to waste my time. Mm -hmm. Because in previous relationships, I feel like my time was wasted and I don't want that anymore. And if that's a result of me being single, I'm okay with that.
1: Do you think um, you may have jumped in past relationships too soon because you kind of were just ready, like ready mm-hmm. for things to happen? where you kind of like, this person's cool, they're, they, um, they kind of check what I kind of want for the time, but mm-hmm. maybe you kind of blinded yourself for the long-term aspect of things and it kind of mm-hmm. left you in a, the dust a little bit?
2: Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, I haven't been in too many relationships. I've been in, I would say, three. Mm -hmm. And even with my last one, there was a a lot of things that kind of played into factor. But for the time that I was in and that he was in, it it felt right. And he treated me well in the beginning, um, which was obviously more of like the love bombing, making you feel great. Mm -hmm. And I was someone who... uh, always struggled with my body image from a young age, even till now, like I I still see myself as I was back then. Um, but I've definitely grown a lot to where I know what I can offer someone. And if they're like not meeting my expectations, it's not my fault
0: or I don't need
2: to do something Mm -hmm. in order, you know, for them to like me or wonder if like they're attracted to me. Um, I, I feel like now looking back at the past relationships, I was never one to like fully just like go in, but I remember it was like three years ago. Um, the one prior to my last relationship, it was more of that, like I'm attracted to him. He goes to the gym, like happy ending, like not really like looking into Gym things. couple. Yeah, like who doesn't want to go to yeah, the gym, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. With their significant other, but I've when the relationship kept going, there's things that happened and different red flags mm-hmm. and, you know, I I was raised to always see the good in people and you know, look at the positive sides. So I would always like, I'd, I would put in more work than one should. And then in my my last relationship, there's also red flags. And I think the biggest thing that I struggle with till today, um, I just, I don't understand how someone can treat someone so poorly. That like, they
1: supposed to like, like, or love. Yeah. Yep. And nope, that's, I hear you.
2: That's and I, like, I don't, I don't wish ill for the guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I just, I struggle with him not understanding that that's not how you should treat someone. hmm And some people just don't, won't ever understand that or like grasp that. And that's okay. Um, But like the red flag, I guess you could say that I, I definitely like looked past was what people say about the other person. So what are their friends saying about the guy? What are their family saying about the guy? Like, what are their coworkers? And he, he definitely didn't have a, a great reputation at all. Okay. And I kind of let that slide more than I should have and try to see the best in him. And then after getting out of that relationship, realizing that a lot of his acquaintances, you could say are like friends, aren't actually, I don't wanna say like, they don't have the best things to say Okay. About the person or, you know, people always like said, oh, like, oh, watch out or all this stuff. And then it's like, when you hear it back, like, I don't want to marry someone and have to worry about what people say or like wonder if they even like the guy or like, what, what did he do? You know, like, I want to marry someone who has, I guess you could say more of a, a solid reputation where at least
1: with his peers not i mean right a random or people that they've worked with in the past like oh i didn't really like the guy or i didn't really care for him like that's one thing but Mm -hmm. if people closest to him are like yeah yeah i don't know about him you like okay yeah that ain't ain't good at all
2: right or like family members like man i wish like he could grow up or something like i just i want i want someone who is like solid in themselves to where they know what they can offer and that they have confidence as well. And people, I don't, I don't worry about what I hear from yeah. other people are like, wonder if I'm going to get a message from some random person about their experience with, with cool. them. That's something that I don't really want to deal with. So I, I don't like the dating scene now. I'm really, I'm not worried about it. I'm not focused on that. And that's something that I'm really proud of because Younger Greta would have been very worried and, like, wanted to have that companionship. Like, because I, I so desperately want someone to love me, but it's not worth it to me if I'm not going to receive that.
1: It's not so desperate that you're willing to continuously hurt yourself. Right. Or put yourself I, in a position to be hurt. Yeah,
2: because I had done that for a while, and I, I, I'm just, I'm not at that point in my life where... I'm worried about that anymore, mm-hmm. which is probably the biggest growth that I've seen in myself. And I'm I do not ever want to do like the dating apps because it's yeah. just so self-absorbed and I I just I don't have that time in the day to like respond to people. I think now more than ever if it happens, it happens, but I'm also not going to put this sounds so bad, but I'm not going to put an effort to make it happen. Like I want like-
1: your past effort?
2: Yeah, because okay. I would go above and beyond or try way too hard mm-hmm. for, to make someone like me or like form to what they like, you know, instead of being my true self mm-hmm. in order for them to like me to where now it's like I actually i have been on a couple dates with someone and the first date I showed up in sweatpants and a shirt from work and no makeup. And I, I even told him, I was like, this is who I am. I'm not, I'm not going to try to impress you. Yeah. And like, oddly enough, it was one of the better dates that I was on because I was just myself. You and I, you. I was, I was me. I just got done working a full day with kids and I, I looked exhausted and I probably was, mm-hmm. but that's who I am. I'm not trying to portray someone who I'm not. And that was the best thing. Cause I even asked him what he orders on a first date. Cause everyone orders something different than what they would like. Everyone does. And he said, I think he said like steak and some vegetables. Cause it's, it's not as messy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, Oh, that makes sense. And I told him like straight up, I was like, I'm going to order chicken strips and fries because that's what I like.
1: Chicken tenders and fries. <laughs> yeah. It's a safe, it's a safe place.
2: Yeah. Cause I like, I'm not going to order a salad or like some fancy thing. Yeah.
1: Cause you don't want that.
2: No, I told him I love chicken strips. Yeah. I'm going to order chicken strips. <laughs> Even as a 27 year old, like that's what I'm going to do.
1: We all get bashed about it, but come on. Chicken, chicken tenders, chicken strips, you or fries. Can't, yeah, it's like I said, it's a, it's home for a lot of us. Seriously,
2: if I honestly like, that's that's a green flag in my book. Yeah. If someone took me on a first date and they ordered chicken strips, I'd be like, okay.
1: Like you go you, first. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get chicken strips and fries, and they're like, same.
2: Yeah, I would be like, oh, this is amazing. Like,
1: <laughs> this is gonna be a good time right here. Yeah,
2: I I just I'm not trying to impress anyone, which is kind of where I'm at with my my I guess dating life Um, because I'm not on the apps I'm not actively searching Mm -hmm. for it but I mean if I had a family member was the one who set it up so it's more kind of natural but also like not at the same time Um, but I just I'm not at that point where I like desperately feel like I need someone anymore or like future I still have my young years, but mm-hmm. if a guy whether he came up to me or like messaged me asking to go out, I wouldn't say no or like deny it either.
1: I saw uh another podcast and I think a lady was talking about relationships or something that you could ask yourself to kinda help you vet yourself mm-hmm. in the dating world or like, you know, just kind of maneuver your way through dating hood. And she said, you should ask yourself this question. And if you don't like the answer, you need to find a way to fix it before you decide to start like actively dating. And the question was, would, would you date you if you saw yourself on a dating app or if you saw yourself in public, the person that you are, would you date Mm -hmm. that person? And I was like, that's an amazing question. Cause nobody's sitting there thinking that they're just like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. But are you that, are you even something that could complement that? Mm-hmm. Like if you're not rich, but you want a rich guy, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Maybe you're not rich, but are you good with finances, budgeting? Mm-hmm. Are you good with, um, putting money in certain places for that, for that guy. Yeah. Um, are you going to not be the one spending his money, but helping him earn more? So I thought that was an amazing question. I think maybe that's something you could kind of like, would you, would you date yourself at this point? Do you think?
2: Yeah, I would. I would honestly, if like, if I were to date myself or if I was a guy looking like, I would, I would 100% date myself, and I actually, so there is I can't remember if it was a podcast or a book, but it was a similar kind of situation mm-hmm. that they were saying, like, if you would date yourself. Um, but it was more geared towards women. It's, are you acting like a wife, or are you acting like a girlfriend?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because, like, day-to-day, if you're not acting like a wife to everyone around you, you're not going to find someone else who's looking for a wife like how do you want guys to perceive you Mm -hmm. are you acting like a wife are you acting like a girlfriend or someone that they want to spend a night with and this is true that was a big thing for me of like oh because my my goal is I want to be a wife I Mm want to be a mom and I'm at that point where I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to I don't want to just be a girlfriend I want to have a purpose to my dating because that is my end goal is to be a wife and to find a husband so if that's if i'm a wife or acting like a wife like being respectful and you know all of those qualities i'm not going to attract the boyfriends Mm -hmm. or the guys that are looking for girlfriends i'm just not because they're not interested in that right you know and i think that cuts out a lot of like eligible bachelors or like who's looking to date because I mean I'm I'm just not there I'm looking for I'm looking for a husband and I haven't really I guess you could say found a lot of husbands I guess or like guys acting like husbands Mm -hmm. but I mean that's not to say that they're not out there like and I have met some really good guys and it's interesting because throughout like my past relationship I was able to kind of like see it from a different view of I was at a wedding and my my ex at the time he just like wasn't treating me right mm-hmm. you know like and I could tell and I know a lot of people could tell and then there's this another guy and he treated me better than my boyfriend did
1: he wanted you there compared to the ex he just didn't seem like he wanted you there pretty much
2: that and, naughty, and, and just like as a like as just like a human or a person, mm-hmm. like he just treated me with more respect mm-hmm. than said X at the time. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like this guy who I literally just met is treating me better. And for no, no intention of, you know, wanting me or, yeah. you know, just like, treating cause everyone me saw better. you
1: there with somebody. It's not like he right. was trying to get It's not home. like he was
2: like, Oh, she's single. Like, yeah. you know, like just genuinely being, good to me compared to my, my ex. And that was like a big moment. I was going to say,
1: was that a moment that kind of flipped the switch on for you?
2: Yeah. And that I stuck at that moment and that like that wedding, like stuck with me Mm -hmm. for that whole relationship. And I, I think I, I viewed a lot of things very differently just because someone treated me better with no intention of wanting to date me or, you know, wanting me at that moment but just because he was a good guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's heavy stuff. And the thing is, like, I believe this to be true in any situation in your life. If you've ever had a moment that really made you feel something like anything, you could forget the moment as a Mm -hmm. whole, like the details or certain words. But if it made you feel something, you seem to remember it. Mm -hmm. every time and you you'll pinpoint it to like how it got you to the point where you're at now right and obviously that point was something that was just like damn do i even want to be with a guy like this forever you know because i I imagine you don't date for the sake of dating you date to marry right and that moment was probably like yeah i don't think this is the guy i want to marry
2: yeah no i i had to think about it for the longest time because I mean, if we're just dating and he's acting like that, yeah. what happens if we get married and what happens if we have kids? Like well, I'm not, not even with
1: you, but with the kids. Yeah, like, no,
2: I, cause I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with a drunk guy mm-hmm. who wants nothing to do with me and who's acting very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to deal with that, especially if I'm having to deal with our kids. You know, I want someone who's going to, be there, support me, and also take care of the kids too. It's not just like a a one-person job. And I feel like if I were to stay in that relationship, that's how it would have been. Uh And that's just not how I want my future family to be. And I want my kids to have a really good father father figure so they can grow up and be, whether I have girls or guys that – they can be the same example that I set for them, and if I'm setting that example, I want I want my husband to set the same example.
1: And it's not just about how um, you treat the kids mm-hmm. necessarily; it's about how the parents are treating each other, right? Because kids know, are so smart, They're and so they impressionable. will see,
2: and they will see. And the last thing I want is my kids to see their father treating their mother poorly.
1: Thing is, the a lot of adults. People our age, even older, they haven't addressed those traumas and from their parents, and mm-hmm. they're exactly how their parents are, and they don't even know it. They're just right. like,
2: and that's like that that cycle where it just it keeps going until you never address it. You ad- you address the trauma, and you work hard every day for the rest of your life in order to move on from yeah. that trauma because it, it is tough. But it's are you going to be that person that continues that cycle, or are you yeah. going to be the person that ends it so your kids don't have to go mm-hmm. through the same thing that you're going through.
1: Mm-hmm. So here's your chance. Top mm-hmm. three qualities in a future husband.
2: Oh gosh. Top
1: three. So I, I didn't give you like yeah. ten. So you just got three <laughs> just three, three my, like top ten. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um I think my number one is just being trustworthy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um I am a very truthful person And it's hard for me to lie. Like I always, I feel guilty about it if I do. Um, I need him to be the same way that we have a strong enough connection where he can tell me anything and I can tell him anything. And I'm not going to worry about how he's going to react because we'll be able to get through anything. Um, The other quality would just be like a man of God. I need someone who has the same views as me.
1: You mean religiously? Religiously. Okay, I was gonna say spiritually. So spiritually too.
2: So not necessarily like what religion they are, but have that, you know, that want to strengthen their relationship with God, whatever that looks like, whether it's going to church or just praying by themselves. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people kind of let that go. And that's something that I've always really valued and I've seen that with my parents and I want him to have those qualities too because the last thing that I I want to do and I like I will never do that is I don't want to be the mom that brings the kids to church and then the dad doesn't go
1: oh yeah that'd be kind of weird
2: and that and that happens with a lot of families It's like one parent wouldn't go and then like that gives the kids like oh why like why does only mom go and like, well, yeah. you know, and I want, I want to do that as
1: a family. Got it. I mean, it, I'm sure you could compromise with that too. Like mm-hmm. maybe even you have church at home.
2: Yeah. Or, or like doing something along those lines or whether it's like volunteering at yeah. a food shelter or something yeah. like along that. I need that like spiritual side mm-hmm. to him. And then my third, mm, probably honestly just like. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a slash because it's probably four. I would do <laughs> <laughs> I would do a. You're one of those people. Yeah, like let's I just said keep it three, light. You yeah, do it ten,
0: nah. <laughs> I would say it like,
2: and they kind of go hand in hand. Would be a family guy, but mm. also motivated. Okay. Like he has to, like motivated enough to like what's his passion, and I don't care what it is, but I'm I'm learning that I have all these dreams, and I'm very motivated and it's really hard to stay on that path if you're not with someone who has either similar goals or just is motivated to do something to get up every day whether it's his job or a hobby. I need I need that same energy, I guess you could say. Okay. And then like family man, like family man just, you know, him wanting the same thing, like wanting kids because if he didn't want to have kids, like there's no point in me even even trying.
1: And, and then it's not even just one in the kids, but, like, actively being in uh, the kids' life. A, yeah. Like, he's rushing you out the house to get to the kids' basketball game.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, guys will say, like, oh, yeah, I want to have kids. And then...
1: It happens. And you're like, damn, I don't even like the kids, for real. Yeah, or <laughs> he, they, like, and he dip out. Shows and it. Yeah.
2: No, I, I guess I could... I guess you could say those are, like, my top three qualities mm-hmm. that I'm looking for.
1: Like top of the line qualities, mm-hmm. other thing, obviously other things need to be there, but those are like, yeah, the bee's knees. Yeah. If you got that, you're a winner. Yeah. this book right there. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. And that's like,
2: I just view relationships as challenging the other person. Like I, I want a husband who's going to challenge me mentally, physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually to be a better person. And mm-hmm. I want to be able to do the same thing for him.
1: Yep. So, I don't want
2: to stay stagnant in my life. You don't want
1: to be the same person that you were right. prior to. now.
2: I want to grow be, with him.
1: I can be the person that you fell in love with, absolutely, like mm-hmm. to my core. Mm-hmm. But if I am not as ambitious as you are, I want to mm-hmm. trust that you are going to help me get to that point. Right. And maybe you suck with money. Yeah. You want to be able to trust that I can help you mm-hmm. be better with money.
2: Exactly. And like,
1: that's a form of that's it is that yeah. is a challenge.
2: Like how can you challenge them to become a better person, but also grow together? And it doesn't have to be exactly the same, like you said. It can be in different areas, mm-hmm. but like you're ultimately making them better and I'm and they're making me better.
1: Like I yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's just it's not a you have to match exactly mm-hmm. what I do, but If I can compliment something that you have, Mm -hmm. or you can compliment something that I have, it Mm -hmm. literally gels together. Um, I think with the trust thing, a high level of understanding between the two people is key. So that would be kind of like your bullet point under trust. Yeah, Cause yeah, I can trust you and you could trust me and we could, I can come to you with a problem you can come to me to a problem but it's really about, not about what's being laid in front of me, but how I react to it, Mm -hmm. right? If you tell me that I really suck at washing the dishes, if I get angry at that, then now you know that you can't trust talking to me Mm -hmm. now. And you know that I don't, I'm not understanding where you're coming from with mm -hmm. the dishes needing to be clean. Like it's something that simple that could really flip a switch Mm -hmm. in a relationship. And then it could be something as big as, you know, I don't like the way that you talk to such and such. That was disrespectful. Right. And then, you know, I got to be able to be like, dang, was I really doing that? Was mm-hmm. I really talking to them like that? Or should I be offended? And then you right. shouldn't, as someone that is supposed to love you, you're mm-hmm. not, the first reaction isn't to be angry.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Trust
1: their word and just kind of be Mm -hmm. like, was I really like that? And then you can sit and talk about it, ask questions, and then kind of find a way to be better about it. Don't just take it as a shot to the heart, like, damn, I'm really not this person I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And even if you do, like, deal with that on your own time, Mm -hmm. come back to the person and figure it out with them. Y'all supposed to be a team, right?
2: Exactly. Like, that's, I think, a big thing for a lot of couples is, like, the whole trust, like, you know, whether it's calling them out or saying like, Hey, I don't like this. Like first reaction for a lot of people is getting defensive. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, if I'm bringing something up to you, it's because I, I care about you Mm -hmm. and I want to make you better, but I also want to voice how I'm feeling. So if it's, you know, I don't like the way you do the dishes. Like, I mean, obviously saying it in like a different form. I was going to say, as long as you
1: come at the person with respect, they should be able to be like, not as angry about it. You right.
2: Because otherwise, then you're just holding it in and that's where I feel like a lot of couples go wrong is they hold... And I did the same thing where I held a lot of things in mm-hmm. and I didn't address it right away because I was just scared of the reaction that I would get. But again, if they love you, their reaction says it all. Mm-hmm. So if it's, you know, I hear you, I'm sorry, I made you feel that way, I, like, I'm going to work on it and actively like following through is so huge compared to like just getting defensive about it and saying like, I don't know, like, Oh, whatever. Like you're just overreacting, you know? Yeah.
1: And I'm going to end it with this, with this gym, mm-hmm. their reaction to you coming to them with a complaint or a concern has less to do with you and more to do with them. Yeah. I'm gonna leave that there. Let that, let that simmer for the listeners there. <laughs> um we really went on about this the date thing but
2: I feel like that could be a, honestly a whole podcast it could, it itself could be
1: just sitting and talking about like, the dating world and everything that comes with it love hate and everything in between like mm-hmm. you could talk we could talk about that for days honestly but I'm starting this new little thing since I'm back in Fargo I'm trying to throw a little segments here and there and throw people off a little bit but I guess this wouldn't really throw you off, but it's what I call a fire questions. So I'm going to ask oh. you just random yeah, uh, yay or nay questions and mm-hmm. just answer the question. Okay. Straightforward. It's only, I think, like six questions, but whatever you feel without explanation. All yeah. right? Ready? Mm-hmm. Summer or fall? Fall. Leggings or sweats? Leggings. Fran or Murph? Oh, gosh. Murph. <laughs> Mm. I know, Murph. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm indifferent with that one. I don't know. I, <laughs> that's I'm, a CrossFit I'm, sit- question. I'm sitting in the or.
2: I was going to say, if you don't know CrossFit, yeah, if you don't that's know, a CrossFit question.
1: Yeah, two totally different workouts. They both suck. Um, assault bike or running? Oh, 100% the assault bike. Oh, we're running. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, you, did love, you do love the bike. I do love
2: the bike. That's my favorite form of cardio in the CrossFit. Mm, I
1: ain't mad at that, honestly. <laughs> I think I'll probably do. I, I don't like running very much. Um, a rich six or broke 10?
2: 100% a broke 10.
1: Explain that one.
2: So I, I always joke like, oh, I'm just, I got to find someone rich. Um, if they don't have money, but they're a 10 in my book, like they, they have all the qualities, um, maybe it's just like at the point of where they're at in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, depending on, how they handle their money but i would rather take a broke 10 over a rich six because i'm not worried about having him provide for me mm-hmm. I, like i'm okay with providing for him as long as he's still motivated to do something because yeah. i will take qualities and the guy over money
1: if my dms start getting blown up because you over here selling yourself the way you're selling yourself <laughs> right now I'm well, not- and that's
2: just i guess how i like i view it because i'm not I can take care of myself, right? I don't. I don't need money.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I need. I would rather have love and support than someone buy me a a dinner.
1: It's very admirable. Mm-hmm. You definitely want that dinner bought for you sometimes, though. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, like, you <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Some days <laughs> exactly. you just want the food to be on your lap and hot and ready for you. Yeah. So it, it's it, it happens. It it gets the best of us sometimes. Um. Last one. Mm-hmm. Vacation on a lake or in a big city?
2: Big lake. I'm not a city person.
1: No. Nope. Not even even for a vacation. So like going to somewhere like Phoenix or LA.
2: Yeah, I would rather take the lake. Yeah? Yeah. I'm actually, I'm going to Arizona in less than a week. And I mean, I'm super excited because I am spending time with my friends. But mm-hmm. I would rather spend my time on a lake, preferably like, Minnesota. Cause they have the best lakes. They got but hella just, like, lakes too. <laughs> yeah, It's just, it's more peaceful. You can have your family. Mm-hmm. I would rather take that over a big city cause big crowds. I'm not a fan of, and it's just like that, that hustle and bustle. I just, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of yep. like, I, I want to have a conversation with someone. I don't want to say hi and then them, them give me a bad look and walk away.
1: You rather just like the peace and quiet. Yeah. And a chill vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, time to kind of open your minds to other people even with yourself kind of listen to the sounds kind of take be able to take things in without hearing our car beeping yeah like
2: I I don't need big events or big things to have a good vacation on honestly like camping's my favorite thing to do Mm. oddly enough but it's also (laughs) well I don't even (laughs) consider myself super outdoorsy but with living in Medora the longest camping trip I believe was like 11 or 12 days okay and that was some of the best experiences because it didn't matter about the outside world or didn't matter about what was on your phone. And if you get like the right people who also enjoy it, it's just such a good time.
1: Damn. I mean, maybe I like to go on lakes now or mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm no, not No, camping sure. is so fun. <laughs> I love it. I haven't been camping in a while, but I, I do enjoy camping.
2: Yeah. And it's not like the, let's get a camper. It's like, I'm going to pitch up the tent. Yeah, yeah.
1: Put the tent up. Yeah, for sure. Sleep on the ground. Mm -hmm. Take it all in. Take it all in. Oh, this is the best way to do it. You got to do it that way. So um, before I let you go, what's next for you outside of schooling? What's new for Mm -hmm. you or what's coming up for you?
2: Um... Besides school, I guess that's my biggest focus. Starting in January, I'm actually for my capstone. It's the big like 200 plus page paper that you have to do for Mm, school. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to be working with another local CrossFit gym um, and working on programming for individuals with disabilities.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: So my whole focus is on creating a training program. For coaches, so they can coach individuals with disabilities and have a better understanding of the whole realm. Instead of, you know, maybe like those barriers, or they don't know how to interact or know what they can handle. Mm -hmm. That way, I can have the because we just started with the class first, so people with individually people with disabilities can come and participate in CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And my goal is that to become a big enough thing to where they can come to any CrossFit class. Coaches are going to know how to handle them. Mm -hmm. They feel like they can participate in another activity in the community. And then I'm also working at another local gym doing the similar things, just more of a one-on-one training. So then they can come whenever to the gym. That's my biggest, I would say area of focus right now is trying to get the Fargo-Moorhead community more aware of the needs for people with individuals, with people with disabilities, but also like creating more spaces for them to go to and be in a healthy environment.
1: Yeah, that's something that we really, we've been yeah. bringing to the forefront, obviously, in these times, but mm-hmm. in a place like Fargo, that's big, but not big, you know, that's yeah. something that is needed. and Right. And need-
2: it's like, how do you, how do you start that? Or how do you get the word out and I guess I'm just going with it and trying to get the word out and knowing that, you know, I, I I'm seeing the difference that it's making in the clients that I'm working with now that there's just so much benefit to that. So I'm really excited to see that capstone continue and finish that up as I graduate, but then also after graduation, working with that and continuing with that population
1: you are a busy woman that's all i know. I am yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's good you're keeping yourself busy with things that not only just kind of help you and keep you on the up and up but it's again helping the people around you and mm-hmm. we need more people like that in this world we need more people like you greta um i want to thank you for being on my show Yeah,
2: thanks for having me i had so much fun yeah
1: i appreciate you being here um I appreciate you being the first guest that I have here in Fargo. So
2: I feel honored.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Checking out the place that I have is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very, very happy to be back. Very happy to have you on. And uh, if you want to come back on again. I would love Feel that. Feel free. I'll, I would love to We could bring more people. We could just have a one big podcast episode. Honestly,
2: I think that needs to happen. <laughs> that would,
1: I mean, it would be like a uh, like a slumber party. Yeah. In the, in the no, I would, uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: I would love that. I will I will add this before we end that. Mm-hmm. You are the first person that I did a CrossFit comp with.
1: This is true. Yep. You're my first yep. partner. Deadlift and chill.
2: <laughs> yeah, deadlift and chill. <laughs> and now that you're back in Fargo... We can do another one. I'm down. We got to do a part I'm, two.
1: I'm game. We gotta can, do are a we going to be two? deadlift and chill squared now? <laughs> yeah, like, or like
2: deadlift and chill point, point oh two or something yeah, like that. that. That'd yeah, be,
1: that'd be pretty funny. <laughs>
2: the, the old people are back.
1: <laughs> we're, we're here again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Just let me know. Let, find out the competition. I'm game. You know, I won't say no to a competition, especially with my dog. I can't say no. I can't say no. But again, thank you for being on. Uh, Of course, we're going to keep talking more and more Mm -hmm. Um, now that I'm back, especially. um, And good luck to everything you got going on in your life. You got so much going on. Thank you. Yeah. But good luck. You have an amazing spirit. And I hope that you continue to spew it out to everyone around you, me included. Mm -hmm. And um, I hope that you do end up finding everything that you are searching for, air quotes. Yeah. Um cause you deserve it. You deserve it. Um, But again, thank you. And also for the listeners, thank y'all for tuning in. Of course, before I let y'all go, let me know, how did I make this space safe for you?